my mind cannot solve my emotional problems. It cannot. It can't do it. No matter how much work I've done, and I've done a ton, you, I cannot solve my, my problems with my mind. I have to use my body, and then I get to this. Like, what happens is as soon as you use your body, it's like something happens in your spirit. Like, your spirit goes, oh, I am here. I am here. My spirit is here. Oh, yes, dancing is fun. It's okay for me to move. I'm sweating a little. I'm breathing a little heavier. And all of a sudden, I'm like enlivened. And my spirit is like, oh, I'm looking up at the sky. And I'm like, oh, it actually is a beautiful day outside. I should get out. I've been in my house all day, you know, whatever it is. Like something happens and the spirit comes alive. And you're, and you, like something else takes you instead of your mind always controlling everything. Welcome to the Drew Perlman Show. Think of this podcast as the antidote to the fear, the noise, and the talking heads in the news. The show features an entertaining blend of ancient wisdom, empowering ideas, and cutting-edge, healthy living science to optimize your health and your life. All right, so let's dive in and get started. Today's guest is Tony Bergens. Tony is the founder and creator of Journey Dance. As an artistic alchemist and passionate catalyst, Tony has helped thousands of people break out of their boxes and move into new stories through embodied practice and emotional empowerment. Tony's humor, wild expressiveness, and authenticity make Journey Dance accessible to all, and she has trained over a thousand Journey Dance teachers internationally. Tony, welcome to the show here. Hello. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, it's great to it's great to be with you. And I was telling you before I've met you. We've met before um, at Kripalu years and years ago. And and I and I stumbled into Tony's class and it was amazing getting people moving <laughs> and dancing. It was um it was really incredible stuff. Oh, I'm so glad. That makes me so happy. <laughs> So, um, Tony, a big part of your work with dance and movement is getting people to connect with their bodies. And I'm just curious, what led you down that path? And was there ever a time in your life when you didn't feel that connected to your own body? Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. You know, my story is my story, right? You know, we wear those very well, hopefully, and we processed our material. But what led me to the body was being so disembodied and being so such a hater of my body and of the body. Um, I just did not want to be here. Let's just be honest. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my God, I was like doing the, the, the I was living in New York. I was living the, the life that like sort of I was programmed to live you know, I did the, you know, the, did really well in high school, went to college, you know, got a degree, you know, got a master's degree. Like I did all of it. I was working in New York city. I was doing all these things. And meanwhile, I had this terrible, you know, eating disorder and self-esteem issues. And like, just, I was in the rat race. Let's just be honest. Like I was like, you know, I have to, I was like in a perfectionistic box. I was not living my true authenticity at all. I mean, I loved what I did um, in some ways, but the, my emotional and my spiritual life was all discombobulated because I was not present to myself. I was not in my body. I was literally just like, you know, I was like walking, you know, walking to work. I was a workout maniac, but it was different. It was like looking in the mirror and trying to make my body do something that I wanted it to do and look like and be like, and it was all just so abusive. So that's my true story. And I came to dance, um, to heal, you know, I, I thought I was coming because, you know, I just loved it, but I didn't know that it was going to lead me down this path of total like reclamation of my body, really learning how to be 
like I, and another part of my story, I'll add, I'll add something really quick. Cause the other thing I was doing meanwhile, while abusing myself, I was also trying to study how to get out of the body. I was studying like metaphysics and I was like, how do I get out of here? How do I get out of here? I meditated. I did every spiritual practice. I read every book. And I was like a total like self-help, like junkie trying to get out of the body. Right. And then finally I'm like, Oh my God, that's not right. You're supposed to get into the body. So anyway, that's my big joke. But, um, yeah, that's my tagline. Get out of your mind and into your body. Well, I have many taglines now, you know, 25 years later, but that was my original tagline. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so awesome. It was hard. It was not an easy journey. Let me tell you. Like, I remember when I first came to dance, um, I was sort of like stunned with the reality that I was, I didn't have to, I didn't have to move just to exercise. I, I, the body, my body had its own incredible language. Like I love dancing, moving, I call it movement, but I love movement more than probably anything in the world. You know, there's a few things I love equally as much, but I'm a very passionate person and I love music. So music and me, we like have a whole relationship. We are, we are, we are in love with each other. Um, and when I'm dancing, I tap into this part of myself that the first time I did an experience and I, I was, you know, just like now it's, it's everywhere. I mean, you can dance, you can do mirror free dancing in a lot of places. But when I, my upbringing was more like, you know, take tap, take jazz, take modern, you know, learn how to be a dancer with quotes around it. And I wanted that. I wanted that, you know, I thought I was going to be a dancer or some kind of an athlete or something. I was a yoga maniac. I did every kind of yoga before I was 23. I like, I was at, you know, every place in New York city. I was like a regular, I mean, I was kind of nutty and, doing all kinds of like, you know, handstands and you know, I could stay, I could, I could do the lift thing where your legs st- you know, stick out and you're on your arms. Like I was like so buff and it all was not like touching my heart and my spirit. I was doing it for the wrong reasons. So when I dropped into this moment, it was actually at Kripalu center, uh, where I've been, where I taught for so many years of my life, uh, taught all over the world now, but that was my home base. And I, I just had this reckoning with myself and I was dancing without any mirrors, without any steps, just kind of running around like a wild woman being like, oh, this is so hilarious and kind of cracking on myself at the same time and then bursting into tears, like bursting into tears. Like it was like those moments when you realize you've been hiding from something and uh, like the light bulb turns on and it's like, they used to call me Epiphany Bergens. It's my joke. (laughs) My name should be Epiphany because I had an epiphany right there. And I said, oh my God, I am not just a mind chattering away. I'm not just an emotion. I am a body. I am a spirit. And the body and the spirit were missing from my my life. It was all just mind and emotional turmoil. Mm, So that's my other part. It was like two things happening at once, you know, like the body hatred and then trying to get out of the body when all I really needed was to get in. And I spent about three years after that first dance where I burst into tears, just dancing for me and learning everything I I learned. I could learn about movement, totally not related to like performance dance, rolling around the floor, pouring, rolling. I learned, I did body mind centering. I did contact improvisation. I did, I mean, I, I dabbled in all these things. I studied just every kind of dance. I was like a hungry animal, like eating like every kind of dance I could eat. And then I was like, okay, what I really want is just to put music on and do that weird thing I did at Kripalu. So let me go back there. <laughs> so I ended up going back there and, you know, starting really my life's transformation, really. Mm, wow. Yeah. I know it's like a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and all of this really was just to, like you said, to get you back into your body. And, and it seems like, I mean, we're now just so disembodied, especially with all the technology Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, how do we, you know, for young people, old people, anybody, right? How do we get back into our bodies? 
Oh my God. Like, this is such a great question. You know, and I, I want to say, I love technology. I don't want to bash technology because it has really, I mean, it saved me this whole year, especially. And I love, you know, Instagram and watching people dance and, and boogie and have fun and get lots of followers. But there's something about the kind of dance that I do, which is not performative. It's not about performance. It is about really feeling from the inside out, from the outside in music, you know, texture, like right now, as I'm talking to you, I'm sitting on, on a ball and I'm like moving my hands and I'm like, like, so if you're, if you're here listening right now, you could just take your hands and just stretch your hands open and then slowly close them and then open them and then like stretch out your body and start pressing your hands into the space and really just start to feel, oh, you, you're so like, you have a whole language that you're not using 80% of the time, which is this body shapes. And I'm doing it right now. I'm like, now I'm into the elbows and the shoulders and I'm just like, oh, feeling and staying present. Otherwise, I could just sort of drift off into what I call the escape hatch. I feel like we spend so much time in this place called the escape hatch, which is like, well, I don't want to feel that. I don't have time for that. So I'm just going to shove it over here into the escape hatch. And I'm just going to be in my head and get all my work done. And that catches up with you. Let me tell you, it catches up with us, whether it's you know, physical exhaustion, stuckness, it catches up with us and we have to keep that flow open. So what I say is, I mean, if you're just like to help people in this moment, you know, if you are somebody who's always sitting in a chair, number one, you know, get a ball, start movement, you know, open up the hips, you know, I'm doing circles right now on the ball, you know, just kind of keeping things open, make sure your space is set up so that you're not in a horrible position. You know, like my computer is like always in the right space. I have a standing desk. I have a sitting desk. I have like all the different things so I can not get, you know, stuck. And really being grounded and centered is something that I feel comes from, I know it's going to sound crazy, but probably never heard this before, but it comes from emotional process. Because when we're not in our emotions and we can't feel anything, that's when we go up into our head. So numbing out is like the same thing as being in our head. People talk about like, oh, I'm so in my head. That's because we're so, we're so numbed out. And we're numbed out because of everything happening in the world can feel like too much. So we numb ourselves out so we don't have to feel it. Mm -hmm. But the reality is we can't really connect with people if we don't feel. Like that is really my, I, I know I talk about the mo movement is what, I, is what I teach, but it's really about what makes Journey Dance so unique for me is that it's totally about emotional expression. First it's embodiment and then it's emotional expression. Because if we can't access the feelings, we're not really present. We're not living the full life. You know what I mean? Like in AA, they say, like, if you turn off one emotion, you turn off all the emotions. Well, it's the same thing in, in dance. If you only dance like, woohoo, the whole time and you never dance, <laughs> you know, like, or you, know, you don't dance all the emotions your body doesn't get to release that stuff. It doesn't get to process it. And let me tell you, it's happening all the time. We are so sensitive, all of us. I don't believe anyone is insensitive. I, I think that's, I think that's a, 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 like a big lie that we've swallowed, that we can just get out of our emotions. We can't really. The emotions are always there under the currents, under the currents. And whether we let them surface or not is the choice that we make. So you must have some unbelievable, I was just kind of visualizing, like as you're talking, I'm kind of moving around a little bit in my chair, just the way you're, just the way you're talking. But um, Tony, you must have some unbelievable stories. I mean, this, you know, this, like of people that have just sort of breaking through those walls. I mean, I, I just, just goes back to what you said about feeling, feeling, feeling. It's such a key thing. And, um, you know, you must have some un unbelievable stories and experience of just seeing people like actually maybe feel for the first time. 
Oh yeah. I mean, people, it, it's just so, it's kind of a funny thing. People will come up to me after I've been teaching for so many years now. Like it's a, I have a blur of stories. Um, but I, I think I've literally danced with probably more than a hundred thousand people being honest with you. Cause I've been, te- I taught at Grapalo for like all those years and I teach all over the place. So just, they just like add up, you know, over yeah. the years and it's been so many and I've taught so many, so many, so many classes. And what people mostly, what happens is people come up to me afterwards, they go, that was so much fun. And then they hug me and then they start crying. And they go, why am I crying? I'm like, because you're feeling your open, your back and your body. And first thing they say is that was so much fun because they're not used to having permission to be like, <clears throat> and get weird and like make weird, hard, edgy shapes and like express themselves and like lift their hands in the air and be like, woo, you know, like and make sound. Like it's, it's almost like we're playing, you know? So when people get turned on, they're so excited. Like they, they say it's like life-changing for them. I've had people come to me. I mean, I work with people now. I have a private practice as well. So I work with people who I've worked with for like a year and watching the transformation of these people is just like epic, you know, going from, you know, someone who's very feeling like a victim to someone who's totally empowered is, is a greatest experience ever. Um, but some stories would be like somebody would, you know, after class, someone would come up to me or during class, people would just, somebody would say burst into tears. And, you know, I never, I have, I have my rule is I never say, I never, ever embarrass anyone. I never push anyone. I just like let people unfold in a sense. And if someone is crying, I might say, oh, let's hear that sound. Let's feel that. Let's be in a compassionate connection with that person. Thank you for your tears. Because now I get to remember that tears are part of me. I get to cry. If someone's like, you know, making a lot of noise, I'll be like, all right, let's feel that noise, everybody. You know, like kind of like bring everybody together <laughs> right in the noise because that's the thing we, we all we all cry in, in in the closet let me tell you we all we right. yell and scream you know into the pillow you know we're, we're not you know real expressive anymore like we've really shut down our wildness in so many levels um but one of my stories would be that somebody out somebody would you know have this big experience and then afterwards say oh my god i i had this horrible thing happen to me i'm not going to tell you that story i had this horrible trauma and now i am back in my body like i was gone like people tell i have heard i mean and i'm going to be honest with you and i'm, I'm not going to you know sugarcoat this people leave the body for very very serious very painful reasons they exit i don't mean you leave the body like you're not here anymore i don't want to say it like that but you go to the escape hatch i call it where you're just kind of hovering nearby not letting any emotions flow because people have been traumatized people have been harmed people have been hurt and we shut down parts of ourselves when we get hurt, even if we get broken up within a relationship, we might shut our heart down and say, I'll never be hurt again. Or if we get, you know, a horrible trauma or some, you know, sexual violence, we will shut down those parts of ourselves and say, nope, nope. And the more we shut things down, it affects the whole system. So when we start dancing and getting a little joy, we're like, oh my God, there's joy in this body just moving, right? Like I'm pulsing my pelvis right now on the ball. I'm like, woohoo, there's joy in this body. You know, even if I've been through terrible things, there's still joy in here. And to turn that back on is like a huge rush of emotion and awakening and, and, and sadness might come and, we might remember, like things happen. I'm not going to sugarcoat. You know, the body is. You know, they say. You know, there's very famous. Now, the, the body is becoming. You know, such a great tool for transformation. Now, you know, there's so many books you can read. The body keeps the score, which is a very uh, more psychological based book by Bessel van der Kolk. You could read so many books on. You know, feel it to heal it. But my point is, when we touch into these places, we do start the healing process, and I think that is the beauty of coming into the body. Like. It's not like you go once and that's the end of it. It's a practice, you know, keep coming back. I have expressed myself 
like for so many years, I've done joy, I've done sadness, I've done anger, I've done resentment, I've done frustration, I've done, you know, rage, I've done ecstatic, I've done grief, you know, like you can name, I've done fear, like, and it actually makes me a better person. I don't know how else to say it, but I feel like I have like access to empathy. I can listen to your story. I can listen to her story. I can listen to his story. I can hold the stories like in my, like, I feel like I'm, I'm putting my arms way wide. Like, I feel like we become wider in our container and we are needed right now. Right now we need to be, we need to be wide. We cannot be narrow. We cannot be narrow. It's only going to lead to more drama and trauma in this world. We have to be wide and say, how can I hold space for you and your story, what you're going through? There's so much there's so much going on in the world, you know? Oh my God. No, no doubt. No doubt, yeah. Tony. I mean, and I've heard you say too about telling your story on the dance floor, which is really interesting. Um, what does it mean to tell for someone to tell their story on a dance floor? Yeah. So this is like my, my, one of my, I told you I have a lot of phrases. So tell your story to the dance floor is like one of my, it's my big phrase. I just did a reel about that like two days yesterday on Instagram. So tell your story to the dance floor to me means using the body to make shapes and expression that are your stories. Because there's places where, you know, we can go to therapy and, and tell our stories thousands of times over verbally. And that's great. And I think therapy is absolutely essential and important. And we can do that. And then we can tell it with our body. It's like, so I play a piece of music, for example, that's got strings and it's like, you know, very, very intense. And we can tell that story of sadness. Even if we don't have a particular story, we can just be in this, in the grief and the sadness. We can have a, a, a song that's very inspirational. We can feel like super inspired and be like, you know, like, like really extended and, and, and expressed and like, you know, all everything in extension. We can have something that's very gritty and, and intense. And we can express that, like, you know, the frustrations and the things that we keep in, you know, bottled up inside. And the way I talk, the dance floor to me is like this giant container. It's like a ritual container. I step onto that dance floor and I am there for a reason. I am there to release my story. And when we're all doing it together, the power of that is amazing. I mean, you could do it in your, in your house. I just got chills. You can do it in your house or you can do it, you know, with, you know, hundreds of people on zoom with me, or you can do it, you know, in person, you know, in massive groups and, and when, or in small groups, but when we do this, it's kind of like, um, I, I would say it's like a, like a purging, a cleansing, a releasing, and it's permission. So that's, tell your story of the dance floor really means, okay, listen, you've told your story to tons of people. It's still lingering in your body. How do I release this from my body? Well, if I tell it with my body, I start the process of releasing it like cellularly, muscularly. We hold everything like, you know, stuckness and pain and aches and, you know, the fascia. Like, let's say like you have a shoulder tension. Some people have like a shoulder tension and their shoulder is always up, right? When they start dancing and moving, something happens and the fascia gets released and they start saying, oh, wow, my shoulder is now unlocked. You know, that was locked. That was like an old pain that I carried of like the weight of the world or someone said to you, you know, don't talk too much or, you know, whatever your story is, you know, you're not good enough, you know, you'll never be this or that, or, you know, like I've got stories up, you know, a million stories that I've heard and that are my own. And when we do this, we actually sort of reclaim our own story. And we say, you know what, this is part of me. This is my story. And my story has led me to a lot of healing, a lot of pain, and then some greatness. And then I've gone and then look now I'm meeting you. Like, 
it's almost like if we could look at our life as a journey, that's why I called it journey dance. Um, we're always on the path. We're always growing and changing. So when the dance floor to me is like this magical place where I hate to say the word magical because it's not magical. It's, it's solid. It's real. But the way we hold the container in journey dance, it becomes like this like ritual space, like where you can take yourself out of like the reality of your life and you can bring it to the dance floor and say, now I'm going to process this here. That's what it's about. It's about processing your stuff in a physical way. We don't have safe spaces to physically process. Have you ever like gone to the streets of town and started screaming? No, you haven't. You're not going to do that. <laughs> or crying like in a supermarket. Oh, that's the worst. You just want to get out of there. You know? So be of a space where you bring that stuff. You bring it to the dance floor. You bring it to the to this one. So tell your story to the dance floor is, is the part of journey dance that's called evocative emotion. And it's part of this larger process. Journey dance is a, is a complete process where first we get into our bodies and then we awaken the spine and all the body parts and we get into, I call it immersion and we move like with such flow and grace and we allow the fluid body. Then we get into this thing called a funky connection where we connect with each other and we see each other and we like jam out and have a little bit of fun and like be silly. And then we're ready to drop into what I call evocative emotion and whatever's going on. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay to be angry. We don't let ourselves be angry, especially women and men now too. Or we're in a we're in a big transformation right now. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be sad and have grief. It's okay to be happy and have joy. It's okay to be inspired. You know, it's okay to be frustrated. But we we have so many like you know perfectionistic controls of how we're supposed to behave that we have no space for freedom. Hmm. So that's what it's for. I hope that was wow. helpful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that was awesome. And, and it's really interesting how you how you talk about it being like this safe this space. Like you say, you can't, you know, you're feeling all that you may be feeling all this emotion. You, you can't let it loose. Like you said, in a supermarket, or it's yeah. really hard. <laughs> but but like on a dance floor, that's really such a cool idea that it's this safe place in a lot of ways. Or you make it at least, Tony. You're you know, your, your environment is so nurturing and, you know, and it allows for that, I think, but that's a really cool way to look at it. Yeah. And there are a lot of, you know, we, it's called like conscious dance forms are now developing like all over and they're just amazing. And they, I love this term conscious dance. I'm friends with the, the guy who created it uh, named Mark Metz. You can go look at consciousdance.com, and there's lots of different forms with lots of different, um, sort of focuses. Um, but journey dance is definitely, uh, about expression, you know? Mm. So after we do this, just so you have a sense of it, after we tell our story of the dance floor and like let this all rip, then we bring it to what I call alchemy transformation stage. So now we take that story and we say, okay, what can I do with this? I can release it. I can burn it. I can celebrate it. I can embrace it. I can transform it. I can transmute it. And we do another dance, which is very... Um, it's all about bringing in the higher parts of ourselves and saying, okay, what would my wise guide do with all this junk here I have on the floor? Okay, well, it would heal it and it would, it would, it would love it. It would say, oh, you've been through so much. I love you. You know, or it would say, let's burn this up. We're going to let go of that self-hatred and that self-abusive language. We're not saying that anymore. You know, you're like, we can access all these parts of ourselves. And then after that, we go into the heart and we really get connected. I, I, I have to say, like, I'm just going to be honest, that vulnerability I think has been my greatest challenge, like as a, as a person, like I, I grew up, I was like, as I said, I was a perfectionist. I mean, not anymore, which is, you, you can tell by I've come over my house and you'll see. <laughs> um, um, but, but I do, the only place I'm a perfectionist is with my playlist. Cause I love playlist making. That's my favorite mm. thing in the world. Okay. But 
Yeah. I love making a playlist. Let me tell you. So, <laughs> but, but in reality, opening my heart, like I remember when I first came to dance, I was all fire and I was all burn and I was like, you know, sensual and, rawr, you know, and I just wanted to like burn it up because I had no, I had not been wild, but what I didn't have was access to my heart. I did not feel like I had access to my heart and to that divine connection and my spark of divine within. And that's what happens in the later stage of journey dance. We get into our heart and we start to say, oh my God, I have such compassion for myself now. I have such compassion for you and for you and for you. And we're dancing together and we're exposing ourselves in this vulnerable way through movement. We're not telling our stories. And that's the part that is so freeing because you don't want to hear everybody's story. It's just too much pain. You know, it's just, there's so much pain in the world, but you can hear it on the dance floor little by little and hear all the stories at once. It doesn't overwhelm you. Of course, you want to go listen to stories. I love stories. Trust me. I listen to a lot of stories, but you know what I'm saying? So then I get into my heart and if I can be vulnerable with myself and see myself as just, you know, another person on the journey of life then I can be just like, as I said, again, so present with my family, so present with my partner, so present with my people, my friends, my, my community. And that's really, I think the whole purpose of all of it, Mm, you know? mm, That's beautiful. So Tony, so Tony, you know, I've never, I've never done this before in an episode, but, but I think with you, it's, it's appropriate. You know, I, I, I usually ask the question, you know, if someone's listening, who's like feeling a little powerless or, or just feeling stuck, and, you know, and I asked the question, you know, what would be one thing that, that they could maybe do today to take their life in a new direction? But, it, but if let's just say someone is listening and, and, and I've heard a lot of people tell me that they're feeling stuck and I've, you know, in my own life feel stuck sometimes. Mm. Um, if we're listening to it right now, what, what would you tell them? Like, what could they do? Like, is there anything like to, like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of moving my arms right now <laughs> for some reason, but like, you know, what, what might you tell them? Oh my God. I have so many things. I got to think, what would I tell them? Um, well, the first thing is I would say, number one is don't beat yourself up because as soon as we start going like, Oh, I'm stuck, I'm stuck. You know, then we're like, ah, we make it worse. Like we like make the stuckness worse. So the first thing I do is I say, Oh my God, I, I, I understand. I, I touch my heart and I say, I forgive you, sweetie. I know you're stuck. I know it's been a long, I've, it's been a long year feeling very stuck and the first thing I do is like, number one, I would try to, I would tell the person, put your hand on your heart and put your hand on your belly and just breathe and just say, okay, I am here. Something really simple, just dropping into the body and just feel your butt on the chair. That was what my therapist who changed my life said to me. She goes, can you feel your butt on the chair? I was like, no, I can't. I was bouncing up and down in the chair. She <laughs> laughed, but it took me a while. So I could, and now I feel my feet on the floor and I just let my head just do a little circle. I just start with something really small. And breathe. And once you start breathing and feeling your chest rising and falling, feeling your belly rising and falling, feeling the head, you could stand up. (laughs) (laughs) You could just start wiggling and just a slow movement, maybe some circling of the hips or the shoulders. It's like it's like an unfolding, you know. And I'm doing it right now, so I'm I'm having fun with you. So just like letting the shoulders unfold and circle, letting the hips unfold and circle. And if you're really tight, you know, just stretch, just lift an arm and just be like, oh, and let sound out. You gotta let sound out. Sound mm. is key. 
can't yeah. just always be silent. Uh, I remember when yoga, we used to make all this noise, and then all of a sudden yoga became all quiet and silent, and you couldn't make noise anymore. I was like, what's happening? We can't <laughs> make noise anymore. What's happening? No, but yeah. I love when they play music, though, because then I'm like totally into it because yeah. I love music. So just stretching. And then I would like, I would literally just start swaying. And I would say to this person, okay, what? If I were talking to you directly, I'd say, okay, what are you feeling right now? Is, it, is there sadness here? Is there, is there, is there gloominess? Is there melancholy? Is there, is there, is there itchiness? Is it like, is it like, you know, is there icky? And I would start moving. I'd say, okay, let's shake the hands. Let's shake the hands. Let's, let's shake off, get some energy going. Right. And I'd start shaking my butt and shaking my chest and shaking my shoulders and shaking my hands. You can hear like the energy's already lifting. I'm getting mm. unstuck. You know, I literally shaking is so fantastic. So I'd shake a little bit and then I go from there and I wouldn't beat myself up. That's the whole key. If I'm feeling stuck and I'm feeling stuck, then maybe start on the floor and be stuck. Like I like to play with this thing. Like when I work with someone individually um, and someone says, I'm, I'm so frustrated right now, I'm not going to say, okay, well, let's talk about that. Why are you frustrated? No, I'm going to say, let's do it. Okay. What's going on? Move your body, shake it, whip your hands around, say, I'm so frustrated because, and then just start doing it. And I have them embody it because when you embody it, you get out of the stuckness. If you're trying to use your head to stop frustration, you're just going to be like, blah, 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 blah. That's all you're going to do, right? You have to shake it. You have to move it. So now I got us moving, right? We're all shaking right now. Everyone's standing up and shaking. Hopefully you listen to this podcast and you're walking along and you're starting to shake. People look at you funny and that's good. And you kind of wiggle. And then you start moving. You're like, oh, look, my elbow can do this. My knee can do that. My hip can do that. Oh, look, I can make weird shapes. And I love the word weird. I reclaimed the word weird long ago. And I said, weird is my religion. I want to make weird shapes. I want to be strange. I don't care what people think. <laughs> really, seriously. Perfection is so ugly. It's so boring. It's really not fun. It's just not. Perfection isn't fun to watch. It's just not. Right. It's totally. Fun, right. So now I'm just being weird. And then the next thing I would say, what? Okay, then I put some music on. Right now I'm already going to be like, let's put some music on um, and start moving. And the first thing I do is start taking up space, you know, a little bit of space. So how much space can I take up in this body? Can I stretch it? Can I reach it to the edges of my points? Like, where do my arms go? Because, you know, and you're, we're all going to be at different levels of flexibility. Where do my legs go? Can I, can I walk a little bit? Can I, like, snap my fingers? You know, can I just kind of get this thing moving? And all of a sudden, you're, like, dancing around your house with no music. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. I'm being silly, but it just, it's just so simple. Just so simple, you know. Mm. I already feel better now. I'm always like, "Oh, I feel so good." I just did that exactly with you as I was doing it. Yeah, I was doing it too. That 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 is that is so cool. Just get, <laughs> getting back to the body um, and just like expressing it with our bodies. That's that's so powerful. Yeah, I want to add that you just said something so important. I think that is the key. So if, if you're feeling stuck, the the key, and I know it's going to sound crazy, is literally to feel stuck. Like go, mm. like I would put myself into a little ball, like literally, and lay on the floor, and I bet you will cry. I bet you will cry. And when you cry, you will unstick the stuckness. Like it's that simple. Like if, if I'm frustrated and I, and I jump around and I feel the frustration and I let it take me, it passes so quickly that if I try to use my mind to solve the problem, my mind cannot solve my emotional problems. It cannot, it mm. can't do it. No matter how much work I've done <laughs> and I've done a ton, you, I cannot solve my, my problems with my mind. Mm. I have to use my body and then I get to this like what happens is as soon as you use your body, it's like something happens in your spirit. Like your spirit goes, oh, I am here. I am here. My mm. spirit is here. Oh, yes. Dancing is fun. It's okay for me to move. I'm sweating a little. I'm breathing a little heavier. And all of a sudden, I'm like enlivened. And my spirit is like, oh, 
I'm looking up at the sky and I'm like, oh, it actually is a beautiful day outside. I should get out. I've been in my house all day, you know, whatever it is. Like something happens and the spirit comes alive and you're, and you, like something else takes you instead of your mind always controlling everything. Cause that's all your mind wants to do is control and keep you safe. I'm going to keep you safe. I'm going to keep you controlled. I'm going to protect you from all these things, have all these defense mechanisms. I'm a genius. I've got a million defense mechanisms so that you won't get unstuck because I want you right here. That's all it does. And <laughs> yeah, it's very smart. It probably can write a lot of good email blasts and a lot of, you know, wonderful posts and, you know, make you famous or whatever, but it's not going to help you heal your heart. <laughs> right, right. A absolutely. Your body, you know, get into your body. I feel already like I'm, I'm bouncing now. I'm just kind of sitting here like, you know, feeling my feet on the ground and just feeling, you know, presence. That's so cool. Um, Tony, other than dance or movement, are, are there, do you have any other practices that you do on a daily basis to keep you grounded and, and maybe feeling more peaceful? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm a walker. I go, I go walking every single day. I never, there's a day without walking for me. And I usually try to go in nature if there's nature around me. If not, I'll walk city streets. No problem. I love cities. Um, but I try to go into nature and just really recalibrate and take a walk. And if I feel like I'm out of sorts and I'm not peaceful, I will play music because music is such a fine, amazing tool that we don't use enough. Like I think I'm actually, if people were going to ask me, people have tell people tell me this, they go, Tony, you're a hypnotherapist. And I'm like, Oh, I am. They go, Tony, you're a music therapist. I'm like, Oh, I am. They're like, Tony, you're a movement therapist. I'm like, well, that I could see, even though I'm not physically one, they say that they say, Tony, you're, you know, you're doing parts work. You're doing, it's so funny. Like all these people always telling me this is what journey dance is to them. But music is a, such a key and it's so easy, it's so easy. You could literally type in to your Spotify playlist, peaceful grooves and like turn it on and go for a walk and you will feel the music affects us on a soul cellular level. Like it is unbelievably quick. That is probably the fastest way to feel peaceful would be to put on something. And if it's not working, right, and if it's the opposite of what you feel like, oh, I hate this then you know you have to move vigorously. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah, yeah. Like I, I never, okay, here's the thing. This is this is so key and I, I'm so good I'm telling you this. I've never said this out loud, I don't think. It just popped into my head. head. <laughs> I never try to make someone who's angry be peaceful. That is the dumbest thing to do and you're asking for trouble, right? <laughs> so what you do is if, if you're feeling frustrated, angry, sad, or any of these emotions that are not your desired emotion, you gotta feel them, discharge them, and then, oh my God, you'll feel peaceful. But if you try to make yourself be peaceful, you're just going to create that tension inside the body mm. and doesn't work. Like if I try to meditate and I'm in a terrible, terrible mood, it's always a disaster. So I have to go for a walk, put on some music, sometimes sing. Singing is absolutely fantastic. If, if you love a song, you turn it on, you let yourself blare it out there. I think expression is so key to feeling centered and grounded. When I feel expressed, like I'll, I'll sit, I play the piano and... I'll sit at the piano and I'll sing a song. Like I love to belt like Sarah Bareilles tunes, right? So I'll be like, does anybody know how to hold my heart? And I'll just be like <laughs> singing it so loud. And then I'm like, oh, I feel so much better now. I just literally got up from the piano and walk away and go cook dinner. Like it's that simple. It's like, it's like play a song, sing, dance, move, take a walk and breathe and sweat and like be human. Like I feel like we're trying so hard mm -hmm. to be perfect and it's just a terrible, just a terrible waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. 
and, and it seems like all of that stuff is it's self-expression like be human self-express mm-hmm. uh, that's that's beautiful um, I do garden as well. I'm very into gardening. Oh, okay. I've become a gardener this year, last year and this year. And it's like, I literally, you know, I bought the chicken wire and I built the fence and I did it all by myself and I got a stable gun. And I was so proud of myself and I put posts in the ground. It was hysterical, cool. but it was so empowering that it's like my little sacred place. And I plant all these plants and I go and talk to them and I pick the peas, the beans. And I'm like, I'm so into it. It's very centering, grounding for me and peaceful, very peaceful. Wonderful. Um, but it's funny because like I, I love the I am the kind of person if I had to choose an emotion that I wanted to be as my like all the time emotion, it wouldn't be peaceful. I have to admit to you. <laughs> <laughs> OK, it would be it would be creatively inspired. Mm. That's me. I am me. I'm Tony. I like to be creatively inspired all the time. And, you know, I mean, not that I don't want to be peaceful. I love being peaceful. But I also, it's just not my, it's not, I'm, I'm a zazzy weirdo. Like I like to be like creating. So if I'm in a mood, like, I, f- I feel like one thing that like in the healing arts world or the wellness, I think well-being is about being who you are and not trying to be what people think you should be. Like, you know, I guess you should be grounded and centered and peaceful, but you should also be creatively inspired and wild and silly and fun and all the things that you might want to be that are not grounded and peaceful. Mm. It's kind of funny. I, I hate to say it. I hope, that, I hope I didn't know. That. No, <laughs> I love that. That's so cool. That's so true. And so cool. Um, <laughs> so no, peace, 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 brother, peace, sisters, peace to all beings. But yeah. I'm also like, not like, that's not my thing. Like I, I don't sit and meditate to try to be peaceful. I sit and meditate because I want to like, then go out and go do something creatively inspiring. Totally. <laughs> totally. If you had the opportunity to travel back in time, say 40 mm-hmm. years or so, what words are, of wisdom would your current self share with your younger self? Oh my God. I love this question. Oh, <laughs> give me a second here. I got to like, just let it yeah. formulate. Take your time. Woo! Okay. So I have a few answers to this. So the first thing I would say to myself is that every choice you're going to make, little sweetheart, is going to be okay. There is no need to regret. So what I would say to myself, the first thing I would say is every choice that you're going to make is going to be okay. It might not feel like that when you're going through it and life is going to give you lots of ups and downs and lessons, but it's all for your growth experience so you can have this beautiful like wide expansive life that would be my first piece of thing that I would say to myself because I think one of the things that we do is we regret and we look back and think oh I shouldn't have done that or I wish I had done this or you know I didn't do that and da, 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 and all the things all the unlived dreams and like we just tend to do these things to ourselves so if I would go back to my Let's see, I'm, I'm kind of old, so let me think, how old would I be? 40 years. Um, I would say definitely dance more, definitely sing more. Sing more, dance more, play more. <laughs> These would be my three things I would tell myself. And I would say, um, I would say you're beautiful exactly as you are. You don't have to impress anyone or be anything other than who you are and that you will be loved. Hmm. I think that's what I would say. I think everyone needs to hear that. They are amazing. They are wonderful. They are beautiful. They are adorable. They are inspiring. They are a gift. 
that's what I would say to myself. You, sweetie, you are a gift. Just keep going. Just be yourself and just trust, you know. Mm, beautiful. <laughs> Tony, uh, what's the best way for the listeners to learn more about you and find out about your work? Mm, okay, well, I have a website, of course, called journeydance.com. And I have, I love Instagram. I'm really into Instagram these days. So you can follow me at Tony Bergens or at Journey Dance Official. We have two Instagrams. One is for the business and one is mine. Um, and there's a lot of really exciting stuff coming up for me right now. I'm actually teaching this summer at Omega. If anybody's interested in coming out for a five-day experience, it's called the Remedy of Reconnection. And we're going to be doing... Uh, dancing, moving, writing, sharing, and lots of creative arts, including journey dance every day and all kinds of expressive activities. My, my co-facilitator and I, we are both performers. We love to do, not dance performers, but we love to like do characters and we do comedy and we just have such a good time. So it's the, the remedy of reconnection at Omega, August 15th to the 20th. And I'm writing a book, just so you know. Nice. I just got my proposal, my agent, the whole business, and I'm moving forward with that. So you'll be getting a lot more information about me in the, in the future. So keep your eyes peeled for that. <laughs> That's a funny expression my father used to say. We were always like, what does that mean, Dad? Uh, just keep your eyes open for that when you see that. Beautiful. Um, I think that's about it right now. And I do teach on Zoom every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, if you can fit that into your schedule. I teach a class. We have like, you know, 40 to 100 and some odd people coming and I teach some Sundays and some weekends on zoom as well. And we're getting out into the real world again. So nice. Nice. Yeah. So Tony, if there's someone listening, who's, who's, who's been listening this whole time and they're ready to get up and move and dance, mm -hmm. you want to take us out with a little bit of Sarah Barry Ellis or something? Oh, or do you want to no, belt no, something no. out? I think I'd rather you're so sweet. No, I'd rather, um, <laughs> Oh, I could do a little bit of a song that I'm working on right now. It's a little fun. It's not Sarah Bareilles, but it's mine. Yeah, for like I... maybe like 15, 10 seconds. You just a real, real. So, so everybody listening, if you if you want to do this, if you want to just get up and uh, you can, we can groove a little bit to Tony here. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna sing you a song. Let's see if I can get it to work. So you may have to edit this part. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> one of us is all it takes. Just one wave can push the sand away. One small voice learns to shout It's time to get the message out Here we go Are you the one to lift us higher? I believe everyone is Are you the one I want to know? Oh, that was loud Nice Are you the one to set this world on fire? I want to know there you go. A little number by Tony. Tony, that was beautiful. Thank you. You've got a great voice. Wow. That was, that was incredible. One of us is all it takes. It's coming out. I'm on Spotify as well at Tony Bergen's on Spotify. My album has like a bunch of wings on it. So if you see the cover, that's me. All right. So if you want more, you can go to Spotify and, and check that out. <laughs> um, Tony, thank you so much. It was great being with you today. Thank you so much, Drew. You are fun. And I love your questions. They're so like just right to the heart of the matter. 
Thank you for listening to The Drew Perlman Show. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. In the words of Mark Twain, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than the things you did do. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, and catch the trade winds in your sails. Explore, dream, discover, and stay well, everyone.